As vegan and plant-based business owners and entrepreneurs, we're often adapting to a new reality. This new podcast series from Vegan Mainstream is an opportunity to help you when it's time to pivot. These interviews will come from inside and outside of our community, and I hope as your host, Stephanie Redcross West, I can inspire you and give you the tools that you need to move forward. Hello, everyone, and welcome to our live interview series. I'm excited today. I have my my guest with me today, Clayton Freeman. This is going to be a fun interview because I really enjoy Clayton's business model, what they're doing in their community and how they're bringing food delivered to the individual, no middleman, no one in between, really creating an opportunity where he's getting 100% vegan, plant-based food directly into individuals' hands. I believe a lot of times while we've been all flexing this year, this year, managing the pandemic and trying to make sure that we are getting healthy and delicious foods into people's hands. It's exciting when I have a guest like Clayton and he's going to tell us how he's making it all happen. So without further ado, Clayton, thank you so much for joining me today. Well, thank you for having me. So let's give everyone a little bit of background so they can get to know you. I'm curious about your background as well, since this is my first time chit-chatting with you. So let's give everyone a little bit of understanding. How long have you been vegan? And maybe talk a little bit about what your journey was to get you to becoming vegan. Well, my wife and I became vegan a little over three years ago, and... We did it, I always say the wrong way, because we had, we we also watched a a few other documentaries on animal agriculture and what goes into our food chain. And oh yeah, it was, it was no going back. Um, But that's how it started. And then um, later on, about a year later, uh, my wife uh, and I, we were on our honeymoon and she had the idea of, she said, we, you, you cook so well. And just a little background history on me, um, not in the food business at all, not in the restaurant industry at all. I had spent 30 years in the dealership automobile business, uh, in the fixed operations. I had been a service advisor, a service manager, a fixed operations director. So all the folks in the back that you see in the body shops, the parts departments, and fixing your car. I was the guy that was over all of that. And so as far as a business perspective, you know, I had a good background on costs, finances, all of that, because as a, as a service manager or fixed operations director, the whole back end was my responsibility. Um, Here's all your expenses. Here's what you made. And, uh, you know, here's your paycheck. (laughs) <laughs> uh, I think a lot of so, us watching think can, can relate as, as business owners. <laughs> but I was in between uh, jobs and I and my wife had said, you know, well, take some time. And then on our honeymoon, she was like, hey, she had an idea. We were visiting some different vegan restaurants. She said, why don't you do that? Um, she said, because one of the things in in Columbus is we've got a few vegan places, but nobody brings it to you. You have to go out and get it. Yeah. And I said, well, yeah, that's a good idea. 
you know, um, mm-hmm. but what would I call it? And she says, call it what, you know, all of our friends and family have told you to call it. And I was going, what are you talking about? She said, every time somebody eats your food, mm-hmm. they say, oh, this isn't vegan. This isn't, that's me. They can't believe it's vegan. So she said, that's what, there's your name. Can't believe it's vegan. And Love a couple it. months later, that's that one was born. Can't believe it's vegan. Love it. Love it. Now, so how long have you been in business? Just give everyone a perspective. Coming up at the end of uh, this year, November, it'll be two years. Perfect. Perfect. So you've gone through the ebbs and flows of running a business now that you've been doing it for two years, um, as well as you've been juggling through 2020 like all of us have. Oh, yeah. Yeah. 2020 has has been, to say the least, a challenge uh, because with, well, with my business anyway, and with a lot of other businesses uh, in the food industry, uh, we depend on a lot of the festivals and fairs and pop-up events. Um, and here in Ohio and specifically central Ohio, there are a ton of free festivals and fairs and events that were wiped off the slate and didn't exist this year. So uh, talking about bending and twisting and reinventing yourself. Oh, yeah. <laughs> it's, it's been interesting, to say the least. Now, how did it impact you as far as your business? I mean, I know all of us had to make moves and make changes, but because you were already doing delivery, was it more of a growing pains challenge or was it more of a coverage because you had to serve more people than you've done before? What kind of, where were your, you know, where were your stretch marks, if I can say that? <laughs> I would say more growing pains challenge because okay. uh, during my first year, I was concentrating more on all of those festivals and fairs that I did, and doing quite well at those because there is a large vegan population here in central Ohio. Mm -hmm. Um, But then, and I have to say, I kind of kept the delivery side of it, you know, down because I was doing so many festivals and fairs. Then 2020 hit. (laughs) And it was okay. So you don't have those. You have to really push on the delivery model. And that's what my wife and I did. We, we did a lot more advertising on, you name it, social media. Okay. Um, with friends and family, um, mm-hmm. with ex-customers, to get the word out, um, asking that, hey, if you... If you like what you got, if you didn't like what you got, whatever your opinion, put it on Yelp, put it on Google Maps, put it mm-hmm. on Cow. Um, and that way, um, people will know, hey, there's another option out there where you don't have to go somewhere to get healthy, delicious, vegan foods. It can yeah. come to you. And I love that you asked people to put their reviews and their information out there. I think sometimes we forget, like when we're just running our businesses, we're trying to take care of customers, we're managing inventory. We forget how important it is to get the message out, to inspire people, to tell the world about it. Because we can market a ton. We can scream it from the rooftops, but it's so effective when your customers do it. You know what I mean? It really can make a a huge difference. Were you blown away maybe by the response and how much people were willing to share and talk about your business? I I was at first, and then I had to remember my history in the car business. 
because mm-hmm. one of the things, one of the ways that really everyone in the car business gets paid is your CSI, your customer satisfaction index. Mm-hmm. And the only way you get a customer satisfaction index is if people send in the customer satisfaction surveys so that they they tell you whether or not they were happy, they were really not too happy, or they were somewhere in between. So it, it yeah, it caught me off guard at first, and then I was saying it shouldn't because you're accustomed to doing this, and you have been for oh about thirty years. <laughs> so once I once I got going and I adopted my previous work life model to mm-hmm. today, it was pretty easy. And it, nice. I mean, it flowed with just about every customer I came in contact with. And I would just let them know, hey, I would like to hear your your input about what you thought about the food. Uh, you can post it on social media, you can post it on Facebook page, on Happy Cow, um, wherever you want. But the good and the bad, I said, because if it's not so great, I need to hear that. That way I can make it better. And approaching it that way, a lot of people were going, see, you know, he's not looking for the fluff. He's looking for honest feedback. And so a lot of people were going, boom, I'm going to give it to them. And it, it's been it's been great. That's nice. And I love how you talked about how your experience you brought into your business. I think sometimes people think because of the business model I'm running, I have to run a business before or I have to, you know, be a chef or I had to be trained as a chef or trained as this and that to do um, X, Y, Z type of business. And I really think it's important for anyone who's listening to remember that we have all these amazing skills. And especially when it comes to things like driving customer experience, driving, you know, and, and just kind of a level of service that is consistent because that's one of the hardest things that um, not only restaurants struggle with, but businesses overall trying to keep that same kind of satisfaction level, I think is key. And then also, I love that you're into the numbers. I can't tell you how many business owners I talk to and they're like, ah, let someone else do the numbers. But when you pay attention to the numbers, you understand your profit, you understand how to manage your inventory, you can really create a sustainable business, you know, not just a business that pops up on the scene. Um, Absolutely. And again, as I said, being someone who uh, had, at one point in time, I had about 40 employees working for um, when I was in the car business. So Mm -hmm. you have payroll. Yes. And then you have so many other things that are involved in that because a, a lot of business owners don't understand sale, cost of sale, gross. Mm-hmm. And when they look at their gross profit, they're going, yay! Yes. And, but then they don't add in their expenses to the gross. And after mm-hmm. they do that, they go, oh, okay. <laughs> That's all I made? Exactly. There, there are so many other things that you have to take into consideration. And one of the things that I've done with uh, some of the folks here that are just starting off, I've told if you have questions, don't ever be afraid to ask, you know, because I'm using my history in the car business to help me uh, navigate through this new world that, you know, I'm a business owner and yes. I don't know it all. Um, I have a, you know, really in-depth history of keeping expenses low, uh, you know, working on the profit structure, working on 
um, you know, my, my blows compared to my net, um, because that's what I had to do for so long. Yes. Um, so I've, you know, I've opened that up to people uh, here in the community and, and let them know, hey, anything I can do to help, because we're not in competition with each other. Whether someone else starts a, a vegan delivery service or it's not a vegan delivery service um, or it's just a restaurant that they're saying, hey, you know, I'm, I'm having a hard time, you know, uh, with food costs and so on, so on and so forth. I'm going, maybe I can help. And if I can give you feedback then that helps our entire community and uh like hey it's just like if someone asked me about plant-based vegan lifestyle you know i'm not going to push my my lifestyle on anyone but if you ask me and we start that dialogue then maybe Mm -hmm. maybe they will adopt a diet that has more plants and less plastics and if they do that, then hey, I've done my job to, to help the output of you. Yeah. And sometimes it's just opening that mindset and opening that perspective um, is the key. So sometimes when they can have a friendly kind of dialogue about it, um, I feel like you can really impact people in such such amazing ways. Exactly. So a couple of questions about the delivery process. Walk me through how it works. Cause I was on your website cruising around earlier before our interview. And I thought it was kind of interesting how you're doing your delivery system because most think people think about all the tech and the software and all these things. And I think it's kind of cool the way you've set up your delivery process. Do you want to just walk everyone through how you do it? Yeah, it's, uh, I, uh, Again, adopting from my previous history, the KISS rule. Keep it simple. <laughs> Keep it simple. <laughs> um, so it's, it's very simple. You go to the website, Facebook page. Uh, the menu is there. Pick the things from your menu. Um, on the website, it tells you um, about the minimums for, for order. It talks about you know how far out I will deliver, so on and so forth. You pick the things that you're going to order. Um, you text your order in, I confirm it, um, give you a delivery time and, uh, keep in touch with you if delivery time is going to change earlier or later. Um, I get the food cooked for you and then get it to you. And it's that simple. Um, a lot of people have said, well, how can you keep up with all of that while you're cooking? Mm -hmm. And again, I, I've limited times for orders that way whatever orders I can get in, texting back customers saying, hey, you know, this didn't taste right and I threw it away and I am remaking your dish and Mm -hmm. it's going to be another 45 minutes before I get it to you because that's just me. Um, If if I wouldn't eat it, I'm not going to serve it. Um, And it's, it's one of those things of why I don't use a delivery service also. Uh, yes, I've heard all the you know crazy stories about rough up DoorDash, Uber Eats, so on and so forth. Mm-hmm. And I'm going, um, there is no all in anything. I know that, you know, some of those services or some of the folks in those services are absolutely careful and perfect and do their job spotless and seamless. Yes. I don't want to take a chance on that. And that's why mm-hmm. I do everything. I'm the guy that cooks your food. I'm the guy that delivers your food. You have one person instead of several hands going through the process and it has worked. 
it has worked. Um, as I said, concentrating this year more on the delivery side of the business. Mm-hmm. Um, yes, um, I can say that my profits are down from yeah. last year because of the pandemic, but mm-hmm. I can also say that I'm reaching, I think, a lot more customers on the delivery side that didn't know that I existed before. And that's important. I think we forget how much we still have to have a level of growth, even with everything going on in the world right now, where we have to reach new customers. New people have to be aware of what you have, what you're offering. And also, I think this is such an important time um, because I feel like we're building a lot of brand loyalty right now. There's a lot of brands that people are counting on, people are depending on, um, in a sense. And, you know, as maybe the world opens up again, I'm really curious, you know, how people will respond to those brands that have been there for them during, you know, during, during this time. Oh yeah. And I, I've watched it on Twitter also. The, the growth in the vegan food industry is just amazing. It really is. Um, and not only here in the United States, but all over the world, because people are finding out the, the harm that animal based agriculture is doing to the planet and how it's contributing to, to climate change and, and everything that goes along with that. Um, and that's why when, when someone asked me about documentaries to watch, books to read, I tell them, you know, go through a list of, of different things. And that way you will get a, a good cross section of how to ask and where and what questions to ask. Because don't just ever look at, <clears throat> excuse me, look at a documentary or read a book and go, that's gospel. No, 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 no. See something in a documentary ask a question about it. Yeah. Then when you get the answer to that question, ask another question. The most important thing that I tell people about trying to adopt a um, plant-based or vegan lifestyle is not the first question you ask, but asking the next question. And that way you will know what you know, that you know what you know. And no Absolutely. one is telling you anything. You are discovering these things yourself. And that will also help you to stay um, on your journey, on your path to wherever you're going, whether you're going to be a little bit plant-based or four-foot-fledged vegan, uh, because everyone's journey is different. And um, I tell folks, you know, do your journey, ask your questions. And if you have any questions of me, I'm here. Nice. Nice. I, I really, really love that. Now, one thing we didn't talk about on your menu is the food. Do you want to give everyone a glimpse into what type of food you offer? Because we know it's vegan, but you know, there's always a different twist in flavor profile. So could you give everyone a little bit of an inside perspective on what you offer? And I'll try to control my drooling over here. <laughs> well, two of the, uh, the, the dishes that a lot of people have requested. Um, one in particular, uh, I call it my AHBCP, Angel Hair Vegan Chicken Pasta. Okay. Um, Angel Angel Hair Pasta mm-hmm. uh, mixed with a heck of a lot of vegetables. I use red and yellow onions, um, mixed peppers, mushrooms. Um, there is uh, baby spinach in there, uh, fresh basil. One of the things to tell folks with 
with cooking like this. Try to, and I understand sometimes they get expensive, but try to get fresh ingredients and you'll see that, oh, it's a world of difference. Fresh mm-hmm. basil, fresh garlic, um, and then vegan chicken pieces, uh, and then topped with a, a vegan Parmesan cheese. Uh, people have demanded that that not leave my menu <laughs> ever. <laughs> um, and I, I, I usually cook all of uh, my my pastas, my pasta dishes in a uh, avocado oil. Um, mm-hmm. that way it's um, probably one of the best cooking oils you're going to get. It has a high burn point, mm-hmm. uh, but it's a clean oil. Um, and for a lot of folks who are trying to stay away from from soy, uh, it's also a better oil than uh, than vegetable oil. Uh, another really popular dish is my uh, vegan BLT, okay. uh, something that I, I came up with by tasting a few different ones around town. And I said, there's something that could be added. So the first thing I came up with mm-hmm. was a vegan sriracha mayo. Mm. And, um, a lot of people say, well, mayo, that's not vegan. I'm going, oh, it can be. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah. And with so, a little sriracha in it, I love the idea being spicy. I'm such a spicy girl. Oh yeah. Yeah. You would, you would love this. Um, wheat bread, um, uh, with vegan, uh, C10, uh, quote unquote bacon pieces, um, mixed greens, um, hothouse tomatoes, uh, sprinkled in with, uh, a little cilantro in there and my, uh, sriracha mayo in between the layers. Um, it, of course, if you looked at my website, you know it's about that thick. <laughs> yes, I saw that. <laughs> uh, and a lot of people, when they when they get it, they're going, "It looks like the picture," and I'm going, "It's right. <laughs> it's supposed to." It's supposed to. <laughs> and they they love the the way the flavors, including the uh, sriracha mayo, uh, the the cilantro, and everything mixes together. So it's it's another fan favorite. Um, nice. and I, I do, um, I do different bowls. I have a, a Buddha bowl that uses mm-hmm. barbecue jackfruit, um, a burrito bowl that stacks up with, um, you could say a, a, a faux meat substitute, um, a, a tofu bowl that mm-hmm. a lot, a lot of folks love because they, they constantly ask me, how did you get your tofu? to cook like that. Um, the sauce part is simple because you just, you pick a sauce that you like and you, you mm-hmm. toss the tofu in the sauce, but they, they say, how did you get your tofu to be crispy, but yet have the sauce? And I'm going, Hey, come to a cooking class. I'll show you. <laughs> <laughs> and, but you know, it's, it's, it's always, it's always nice to talk to folks who want to learn more mm-hmm. and want to even do more. Uh, for themselves, right. uh, even if, you know, I have a customer that sh- kind of strays away and starts doing things on their own because they've learned some of my tricks, mm-hmm. I'm going, that's great because you're still eating plants yeah, and that's better for you. And it's better for the environment. So yeah. I'm happy. Perfect. Perfect. Now I love really what you're doing. I love how you're doing it. I love the idea that you're doing text messages. When I originally saw that, I was like, hey, how many orders can he do in a day if he's getting all those text messages and he's cooking it and delivering it? I was like, oh, is he, 
you know, is he doing a 24 hour shift? Am I I'm missing something? But um, <laughs> give me your background with, you know, uh, with working in the automobile industry. I, I started to realize that you already had a, a degree in efficiency. Um, so I, I can see how, how you're able to get all of this done. It's really, really impressive. Oh yeah. And I, and, and trust me, uh, my phone never turns off. So I have gotten at 10 o'clock at night, a text message saying, uh, Hey Clayton, can I get a ABC one, two, three for tomorrow morning or, you know, tomorrow afternoon or tomorrow evening. (laughs) Wow. And they get an answer. Um, and do you take all of your orders for that day or do you have anybody who's a regular? Like, do you do that? Or is everything, what comes in that day, you make it that day and deliver it? Like, so it's all hundred percent fresh and, uh, it's delivered that day. Um, wow. I, I try to keep everything fresh. Um, and again, it's, like I said, it's my craziness of, you know, it, it has to be right. Um, okay. I'm going to call it uniqueness. <laughs> That's just me. <laughs> oh, well, as we wrap up, I just had a couple questions. And I don't know if anyone who's watching us live, if anyone has any questions, feel free to post them online. We'll, we'll um, either try to grab them right now or we'll definitely take a look at the comments um, later on. But I guess two questions I have for you. Number one, as anyone is kind of finding their footing this year, as anyone is starting to kind of figure out the changes and everything they've been going through this year. Do you have any advice for any other business owners, meaning um, anything that you would recommend for them that a way they can finish strong in 2020, even though business is not the same for many of us. I don't know if you have any kind of advice or anything that you've learned along the way this year that you'd like to share. Apply for every grant program you can apply for. (laughs) <laughs> I don't care if it's in Serbo Croatia, apply for it. If it's, if it's valid for your business, <laughs> apply for it. Um, and I apply for all of it. Um, concentrate on your customers that you already have. Um, contact them. Keep in contact with them. Uh, ask questions about your product or service. Because if you approach your customers in an open manner, they're going to tell you the truth. If you tell them to be brutally honest, at first, it, a lot of people go, well, you know, eh, I liked, but it didn't quite. But as you speak with them, you will be able to pull out all the information that you need um give back give back to your community and i know this is a hard time to to say that um because a lot of folks are struggling to just stay afloat and but try to give back whatever you can um i do that Uh, my daughter is in the um, the medical field and uh, several times this year i've just Mm -hmm. uh made up a pan of pasta and taken it over to to where she works and said, Hey, okay. you know, thanks folks for all that you do. And I know this is not a lot, but you know, I just wanted to say thanks. Um, I've helped out at, um, at food giveaways 
Um, I've got a friend. Uh, she she calls herself uh, the food surgeon, and she's here, you know, trying to help and uh, and give give out food. And I've participated with other uh, another business, a vegan uh, business owner here, restaurant owner, um, to um, to show our community, the Black community here in Central Ohio, that what you might have perceived of vegan food is not rocks and freeze. And we did an event that we had, um, it wasn't a, a huge turnout, but we had about a hundred people show up and mm-hmm. he was cooking and I was cooking and just giving out the food to yeah. show folks, Hey, you know, this is, this is another side of what the vegan lifestyle is, vegan diet is. So you know that you can have, healthy food that's good for your body and it still tastes good um so with other business owners i would say try to do that try to contact other business owners and ask them hey what have you seen that works for you and um what have you seen that hasn't worked um but keep the lines of communication there open uh yes you may be competing with this person or that person. But competition has been proven to be great for everybody. So, yeah, they're going to, they might not share everything with you, but they're going to share ideas with you because you're asking. And um, it's going to, it's going to help you uh, see things from another perspective. Um, And you might get some ideas and go, hey, I never thought about that. And you might be able to try different things to, to help get your business through this crazy period. Um, those are the things I would say. Just, uh, you know, try to, uh, try to stay focused and stay the course. Yeah. I, I think that's so important how we not only, like you said, stay focused and stay the course, but I also, love what you were saying about giving back to the community. Cause I do think sometimes as business owners, we get so bogged down. We, you know, sometimes get a little beat up, um, in our businesses for all types of reasons, but it's so important that we stay connected to our community. It's so important that we stay connected to the people that we can help in, in our way. I don't think we, I don't think there has to be a certain way of helping you know, where some people may be protesting in certain communities, where some people may be giving away food in certain communities, where some people may be making phone calls, you know, writing letters. The idea is, you know, staying connected and making sure that you're uplifting your community because it's not only hard for all of us out there. It's so, I just think it's so important that as business owners, we lead a little bit of that charge. Um, and even this year, I think it's, I don't know how much has changed you. And I know now I'm starting to get on my little soapbox here, but (laughs) this year has changed me a little bit more in how important it is as a business to do certain things specifically for my community and talk about things. I mean, I have a lot of, like I'm writing articles now for people and doing guest posts and doing interviews. And every chance I get, I talk about the Black vegan community and how much we need more visibility and how much there needs to be more dialogue and how much we need to help people understand that there isn't one type of food choice. And like you said, they're not rocks and trees. I hadn't used that term before, but <laughs> but that perception of it is huge because what I grew up with 
was full of flavor. And if I'm going to offer someone something that got a little bit of salt and pepper sprinkled on it, it's not going to be enough. So helping people understand that if you want to reach our community, if you want to be um, want veganism as all of us want it to grow, we have to spend time with not only each other. Um, I try to push a lot of my vegan folks and I don't have to do it with you, but because of everything that you're saying, but I, I do this a lot this year and I, I feel like this is going to become a part of what I do even move more moving forward is making sure the businesses I coach and the people I talk to, how important it is that you get into these communities that you're supporting people and you're lifting up the, not only a black voice, but even in our vegan community ourselves, we're lifting up the vegan black voice as well. One of the, and I was going to say one of the last things that I would suggest and I more so for black men, I know black women, um, seek help more than we do, mm-hmm. but 2020 has been mentally draining mm-hmm. um, on our community in yeah. so many ways. So many ways. Um, uh, all you have to do is watch the news and go, oh man, um, we are ready for 2020 to be over. Yeah. Brothers out there, there is no shame in your game. Ask help to seek out therapy. Um, we all have moments and times where we need assistance. Um, do that. Don't be afraid. Drop that pride and go, hey, you know, I'm not making it. Um, and I need to speak to somebody. Uh, because I would rather see you do that and be here to see 2021 than not be here at all. Um, coming from somebody that, yeah, have, have I gone through therapy before? Absolutely. Absolutely has helped me immensely when I was going through some times. Um, you know, uh, there are a couple years that I thought I wouldn't make it. Uh, mm-hmm. 2001, I lost my father all of a sudden. 2014, I, I lost my mother for through Alzheimer's. Um, mm-hmm. And then we're going to on all this stuff going on in those years. Yeah. And uh, if I didn't drop that stubbornness, that pride, I probably wouldn't be here. And that's what I'm saying to, you know, the brothers and sisters out there. It's, there is no shame and seeking help. We've all seen, like I said, this year has has tried us in more ways than probably any of us living now have been tried in our lives. So ask for help. Talk to people. Even if it's a close friend that you know you can confide stuff in because if that person calls themselves your friend, they are going to listen and they are going to give you the feedback you need. Not maybe that you want, but that you need mm-hmm. so that you can continue your journey um, through this crazy group. Just wanted to throw that in there. No, I'm glad you did because it's it's important. And it's like you said, it's been a hard year. And it's easy to think that, you know, we have to tough it out. Um, and I think we forget sometimes that it's important to get help, ask for help, 
Um, and absolutely I've done therapy before myself and I was blown away how much it's helped me. You know, I didn't, I didn't even perceive what my block was. Um, so my ability to overcome it was just not, not that easy because I couldn't even see it, you know? So it's such an amazing thing when you can have someone else give you some of those perspectives, sometimes something that can seem just unreal, you know, maybe more than what you can handle. Sometimes someone can teach you how to tick away at it a little bit at a time or how to see your way around it. So I'm so glad you said that because it's, it's important and it's important for people to hear it. And it's important for, for us to talk about these things. Like I was saying, that's what 2020 has really taught me is to start talking about the things that I might've had more of my like conversation with my friends, my family, people close to me. Right. And now it's more important to just talk about it out in the open because not only can it help other people, but the reality is we, we got to put, we got to drop some of these guards and some of these things that we put in front of us. Um, we just got to be people and, and help each other. So thank you so much. Oh my goodness. I'm so glad we got a chance to chat. I'm so glad I got a chance to get to know you a little bit better. I'm really excited about your business, your model, um, what you offer to the world. And I also just appreciate you giving everyone not only a message to chew on there in the end, but something that we all should be thinking about, um, especially as we you know, start to think about the year end. Now we're starting to go into these final months of the year. It's important for us to start thinking about, you know, how do we want to handle everything? Because, you know, 2020 is not over yet. Still plenty of headlines out there. Oh yeah. And um, unfortunately there's plenty of videos that keep popping up. Um, So I think we all need to make sure we're supporting each other because this not only has been a difficult year, I don't foresee it necessarily letting up anytime soon. So I'm just glad to, I got a chance to get to know someone like you. And I hope anyone who's watching, you've gotten a chance to meet my new friend, Clayton, um, and also an opportunity. um, If you are in central Ohio or the, it's, you're in Columbus, right? Ohio? area, yeah. Columbus, yeah. Ohio area. Um, I really want to make sure you reach out, support Clayton, or if you have any friends there, it's time to make some phone calls and send some text messages. Um, because it's so important that we support our businesses. It's so important that we support small businesses. And I really love your service model of kind of cooking all the way through delivery, trying to keep that consistent experience for a customer is so important. So I'm really excited about what the work you're doing. I really appreciate you taking the time. And I just want to say thank you so much for joining me today. You're welcome. Again, thank you for, for having me. I really appreciate it. Perfect. Well, thanks everyone. If you have any comments or questions that we might have missed today, no worries. I will check them out after our session today. And if you watch this as a replay, I love your comments as well. I will pass them along to Clayton too. So thanks everyone for watching us live. Thank you so much for everyone who does listen to us on the replay and we will see you in our next interview. Bye.